welcome to another episode of Beside Ourselves podcast. I am Danny. That's Danny, everybody. I, I, I'm I'm Shakuna. Hi. And I am Benny. So and the wax. Here, yeah, and the wax. <laughs> so today we're here to talk about a massive success, an amazing album, Creed's Human Play. <laughs> Human Play is the second studio album by the post-grunge rock band Creed. It was released on September 28th of 1999, a wonderful year in our Lord Savior. Under Wind Up Records, Hired, the album's first single, was released on August 24th, 1999. The second, third, and fourth singles, What If, With Arms Wide Open, and Are You Ready, were released January 31st. Can you believe it? They released all three at once. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. It was January 31st, April 24th, and August 7th. You Just can't tell me that. that what if is a fucking single. Hold that. that. Uh, uh, you Human Clay is a hard rock and post-grunge record. The album pushed the post-grunge genre into a more mainstream and commercial lights. Human Clay became a massive commercial success, reaching number one in the Billboard 200 chart and eventually became certified 11 times platinum by the IRAA. I can't. And this <laughs> is our opinion of Creed's Human Clay. Oh man, do do I have some opinions on this album? I mean, I know we got to we got to go through every track on this, but my god. Okay. So, here's my experience with the album. Uh just because well, I feel like oh. you don't want to give too much away. I won't right I promise. Away. I promise won't give I I promise won't give too much away. Okay. So, so this album came out basically right around the time I was in high school. And I remember specifically like everyone was about this album because it had oh, because yeah. because with arms wide open was like that that big hit single it was on it was on the radio all the time and i remember like buying the album just because i was trying to impress like a girl that was like in the in the, like the same class and she was like a diehard well, creed fan album. i did i did and i think i still have it like somewhere in my collection of cd's if i if i have to go look around for it um but like i just remember like the only time that I would put this album in was just to play that one song, and I never like listened to the rest of it. And I think at one point in time I did, and I wasn't like super impressed with it, but I was like, this is generic rock. I am fine with it, I suppose. And now, whew, well, 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 well. well, things have changed. My, my experience with it was I did download the two major singles, Arms Wide Open and Higher on LimeWire, Back in the day, to throw on dating you know, yourself, just... sir. Dating yourself. I am. Yeah, I'm old. Whatever. I'm forty <laughs> next year. I'm cool with it. it. I'm cool with it. Um, but the, I'd never heard anything else from this album until this week when we did this podcast. Wow, that's actually exactly my like my story and my background on this album too. Like, I think it was you, LimeWire, Napster. It might, it might have been LimeWire. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely had like arms wide open and and higher like in like my like mp3 folder like i i played it on my winamp like, yeah, yeah you it, did it, it happened like i i no, no shame to admit it but yeah I, these all these other songs are totally new to me um so i'm we, we have some opinions on it i'm yeah I, well, let's I'm, get into it gentlemen i'm not that thrilled hold on before be before we do can i just make one small tiny comment I guess it, this <laughs> this is the only thing I'm going to say before we get into the track listing. Can we just talk about the album cover for just one second? As this... a graphic designer, I just graduated this week. By the way, everyone, uh, can... I am now officially a graphic designer. Hold, hold on, let me give you the degree. Me, let me give you the real one. Hang on a second. Hold on. Here we go. Yay. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Um, Be the last one. All these sound effects. 
the font they chose to use was terrible. The shadow behind the font <laughs> on the bottom. Yes, this is this, disgusting. This is graphic and design. That's not even going into the 3D play model <laughs> that's blurred and messed up looking. It's this screams graphic design is my passion. However, isn't this the same band that one of their albums has like a tree with their faces on it? I think so. Yeah. Which is so, just as bad. What is in the guy's right hand? It looks like someone's like intestines or something like that. Although I'm sure that's not what it is. It could just be like the earth that is coming through this like bad like, CGI version that or image that they found on Google Images. I'm sure. He is holding a pocket watch. I just I, oh I is he? Say, it looks like a clock. It looks like a clock with like a compass or something. So oh it's, yeah, uh, it could watch be with a chain. It could be because. He's timing his speed as he throw or flies through the earth. It, why does it look like he's just like like post nut at, at, at like as he's like coming out of the ground there? He's like, oh. it does seem to appear he has uh, orgasmed at that moment. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's holding the clock. He is timing how fast he can. Oh, uh, how, how fast he can shoot. Yes, you just have like one <laughs> arm open. Like so, his arms aren't wide open, but his one arm is wide open. No, his so... his other arm is still in the ground. Maybe presumably that's when you know he was just, you know, when, when you're when you're done, you know, doing that sort of motion, you know, you just get your hand out of the way. You're like, hey, I, I don't want I don't want to touch this anymore. And then that, I, no, no one else does that. Okay, no, just me. <laughs> Perfect. But okay. no, like the. Like the like the high school level of skill that it probably took to create. Seriously, that. I mean, this is this honest, is the work of like an 90s, intern. This is the work of an intern at like the at the label. You know that you have to know the 90s that. Nineties album covers were not great. You can go through almost every so, genre and find that's stuff. Not, that's like oh yeah, that, that's not shit on Creed completely. Like it probably was a universal like shitty like a graph design album man. Like, cover like era so just that fucking drop shadow man just oh no it's so it's it's oh, oh my god could have done I, anything I else. have okay, I'll, I'll, I'll be honest i definitely have used that that i guess like that technique before right oh, yeah. try and make a drop make, shadow used right is fine correct yes this is just used, like this is used really bad because you don't want to do it on a very very thin font because then it basically the the drop shadow completely just like over envelops the entire the entire font. It's yeah, it's and, it's bad. And are we assuming that the man is made of clay? Is that what it's or, supposed to be? I, I mean, <laughs> I guess so, but it definitely doesn't look like clay. It looks like some sort of like tr semi transparent like goo almost. I also do want to point out though that in 1997, Dude Ranch came out, and Bleakway 2's cover was a lot better. Way better. Than, Way that's, better. That's a bowl with balls hanging down. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you don't you don't need much there, honestly. All right, so track I guess listing. We can't blame the times on. I guess we can't. All right, let's get into. Are you ready? So, are you guys ready to review this? Um, uh, yes, sure. Let Let's listen to some of. Are you ready? Let's go. This. Oh please, your please heavy do! Guitars and driving bassline, driving Scott's vocals. I really started to think that this is not going to be such a bad album. Um, you get a very heavy Pearl Jam feel right off the start to this. Sure. And then you get to the chorus, which was weak as fuck. And then you get to the countdown verse, and I'm like, yes. "Why are you counting down?" <laughs> and I lost all interest in this song, and I knew that this is going to be a bad album review. 
the only thing I, I want to start that off positive. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I wrote here was like the countdown. What is this? Baby's first rock song? What the fuck? <laughs> Ten thirty, seven, Oh my! Dear God, Scott Stack, what's fucking wrong with you? You know damn well that this that was one of those moments where like they were almost done with the song and they're like, "Fuck, we need to fill at least another thirty seconds for this song to make it like to pad it out." He's like, "I got an idea. Let's just do a countdown." I'm going to do two countdowns starting at 10. That takes away 20 seconds right there. And I'm, I'm going to do another one like an octave higher just, just to really hammer it home. Oh, my so, God. Oh, I'm crying. Okay, so. <laughs> All right, so like, I thought the start was good. Like, I was like, opening riff. Good? Like, hey, I I'm like, this is going to be this is gonna be good. Opening riff. I was, I was set. I'm like, okay, this is great. And then it ended up being the only redeeming quality – I found the entire track and maybe even the album, um, because like as soon as that riff ended, I was ready for this album to end. <laughs> it was it was so fucking terrible. I I that's all I gotta say. I the opening riff was was good, and then it just completely went downhill. <laughs> I mean, and yeah, and I'll agree with you. It, it definitely has like that that Pearl Jam sort of like kind of vibe to it, especially in the very beginning. Like I could see like you putting this on like at the gym, like getting ready to pump some iron. And then all of a sudden you hear that countdown. You're like, well, never mind. We're we're just we're turning the whole fucking album off. Let's let's uh, let's listen to something else. Um, before <sighs> we get into the next track, I should yeah. mention this at the beginning. I don't mind. People sure. can find out about it at this point. Yeah, yeah. This is a new segment we're gonna do every once in a while, not every month. Every once in a while, where we review an album that is universally hated mm -hmm. and see like, the, see like the, the 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 hype is real in terms of the hatred so yeah. you put the quotes in because in case you can't he can't see what he's doing but oh, you yeah. know what's oh you know hated we... in quotations yeah, yeah yeah like everyone's like oh creed <laughs> or oh nickelback and we a lot of the times it's justified but we are going to review random albums every once in a while just to you know this will make other albums we review feel even better. So. Right? I actually have an idea, guys. What if we did it in August? We could call it Awful Album August. Oh, God. Oh, oh, a whole month oh. of these, though? Oh, dude, I'm ready. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for this to to come, I think. I, isn't that what he says? Uh, wait, no. wait, wait. What if? What if? What if? That's track two. Let's go. <laughs> Here, here's, yeah, here's what if. Let's, let's give that a listen. All right. Um, this is song is probably good. Uh, I'm probably going to go against the grain with the both of you on this song. And I'm going to say that this is one of the only songs that I actually like on the album. And, the, and there's not really like a good reason behind it. It's not because like it has profound lyrics. It not it's not because it has like decent any like really decent instrumentation. It's just it sounds like Creed. And honestly, to me, that's good enough. Uh, also, I have a little bit of a nostalgic boner for this song because it was featured in. I want to say Scream the original. Yep, the Scream. Scream. Yep, the Scream uh, soundtrack. So I was kind of like, as a horror movie fan, I did. I knew this song before, and I didn't know it was 
on this album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did know this song. So, so it's like I've heard it before. I'm like, okay, you know what? Because I remember loving that soundtrack so much that, that this song just kind of felt like it just felt like it just kind of fell right into it. Uh, very similar to like the faculty soundtrack, where like every song on that soundtrack is just absolutely so good. Oh my gosh, yes. Um, so, and I think there's even a Creed song on there too, if I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, oh. so, no, there <laughs> wasn't. I thought there was. There might be. I think there was. I mean, anyways, but I'm anyway, hate Jakuna for, for for like the song. Like it's like it, it, it's it's okay. Well, you know, I don't know if you like it, but it, you don't hate it. Right, it's passable. Um, it's it's passable rock for me. Like. I just fucking hated it. That's why I don't know if you heard like me laughing uh, at the beginning when I heard it was the single. Yeah, because it is my least favorite song. Wow. Um, on the album, like again, like, I have, I have a lot of songs that I hate on on this album, but this is like, one of my least favorite songs on the album. And it begs the question: What if I got all that time back that they just <laughs> wasted on me? And I'm gonna be asking a question throughout this whole podcast because yeah. I just want to throw this track in the garbage. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. I fucking hate it. And I don't understand. Like, for the what, like the last like, two minutes of the song, he just says what if over and over again. Like, what is the point? It, there wasn't. It was literally like, probably my, to pad out the song. Are like, what is the point? And I have, have that question a lot in this album. Is like, what is the point of the song? Right. I, I don't understand the point. I've got answers for you at the very end of the podcast. Ooh, Ooh interesting. Really. Stay tuned. Um, right. Imagine, um, gentlemen, imagine if uh, someone is uh, searching for this podcast. Uh, this is the first time they've ever listened to us, and they're like, they're diehard Creed fans. You probably just hear them seething in the background. They're like, no, this song is a fucking masterpiece. How dare you? I don't know. All right, so my opinion yeah. is I also knew this song from Scream, and I didn't hate this song. Mm-hmm. Originally, when I... First listen, I wrote a lot of mean things about this song. But then after listening to the rest of the album, I went back and was like, all right, that song is less bad. <laughs> right? Yeah, there's some of the other songs. Whew. And yeah, it is very repetitive, very repetitive. And yes, it sounds like it's very boring to play. It sounds like every musician is just like, oh, my God. Yeah. Like playing through it. But it does have nostalgia points for me. And I... I'm going to give it a little higher ups in this album than okay. the other songs. And then I also wrote, what if I made a mistake with this album? <laughs> <laughs> I think you may have. I'm trying. I'm actually trying to find out where that, uh, what uh, soundtrack that was. Was it Scream 3? Yeah, Scream 3. Oh, it was? Okay. I was like, I was looking for it. I'm like, wait a second. I'm like, I don't see it on, on Scream 2. And I thought that's where it was. So... Scream 2 masterpiece of a movie they would never put this in right but man i'm actually looking at the scream 3 soundtrack man there was cold chamber godsmack slipknot creed power man 5000 system of a down fuel orgy incubus stained seven dust uh let's see here static x and finger 11 all on that that's oh, damn that's actually a finger that, 11 nice and you, you could play that whole thing at a country bar and everyone would be jamming oh my gosh yeah if they're not listening to toby keith they're definitely listening to, to all of those Screen artists three soundtrack <laughs> yeah, pretty much all right we move on to track right number three called beautiful let's give it uh a, a, a listen or something
All right, I'm going to start this one. Please do. He says, beautiful is empty. No, this song is empty of any real depth or talent. I don't play guitar, and I feel like I could play the guitar part in this song after a week of playing. Um, an AI generator could write more meaningful lyrics, and I did try it, and it wrote much better lyrics. Wow. So That's amazing. This, this this is the one of the biggest pieces of shit on this album. <laughs> right? This song pissed me off so much oh my gosh so i'm gonna agree with you so i wrote here i honestly don't know if scott knows what the definition of beautiful is also what does it mean that beautiful stripped me did did he like meet a stripper named beautiful also the instrumentation on this song is absolute fucking hot garbage please throw it in the trash burn it with fire i'm done it's like half this album he's he's singing like undertonely about faith and religion in yes. a sense without being religious yeah yeah but then in this song, he does talk. I feel like he's talking about a stripper. <laughs> yes, that, exactly. That there's there's no other way that you can define it. Like, it, I mean, if he is, he's calling the stripper empty. Yes, and that's a bitch move, Scott. <laughs> You're dick, Scott. How dare you go against sex workers? They are that's right. Se sex work is work. So, Don't be an asshole. Oh uh, well, I'm. This is. <laughs> <laughs> I, can't, I can't so i actually put i'm not sure this is about a stripper yeah see um, that's about my gut. even benny agrees that, that's about my gut so i want to ask this yeah Shakuna, yes sir um in a past life in a past life i think that the song was played at certain establishments oh yes absolutely as a matter of fact i can tell you uh with absolute certainty considering i had uh friends of mine that were working in that industry at that time when i was hearing this album um that uh there were definitely plenty of songs on this album that were played uh done to the the uh, one exotic dancer or two yeah there seems weird yeah it's so wild. Oh, i know open and shaking it up there Yo, yeah. so i i'm gonna get into like the like the writing a little bit and a few other like tracks oh I boy like dan how it's like fucking it pissed me off <laughs> how how like 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 grade school level like like i guess like poetry like the a b a b like like, like some like rhymes and just like shitty metaphors yep like I, i'm not an expert writer but just some things that are just so obvious and it's and like just... you used to speak and spell to write this song oh without question <laughs> so I, I remember, in some of these like uh, the like notes I wrote like my my like favorite I'll put favorite in quotes like uh like like lyrics sure and they're not favorite actually my least favorite because they're so bad so like beautiful is empty beautiful is free beautiful loves no one beautiful strip me yeah what yeah. what is what does any of that mean <laughs> what does that mean it rhymes being empty inside yep. and stripping him of his money. And it's dumb, and I hate this song, and I think it's so, <laughs> it's so stupid. We have to to thirty seconds of, of, of no. Yeah. We, I mean, we can we can give, we can give you thirty seconds, but I, I'll I'll chop it down if I feel like it's getting really like hard to listen to. Anyways, uh, we move on to track number four. Uh, this is called "Say I." Say you. Yeah. Say I. All right, I'm going for this one. I'm going first this time, goddammit, because I have a lot to say. You know what, Scott? I will say I. 
I think your song sucks complete ass. I think your guitarist doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I think you wrote this song in five minutes, and I think you should stop making music altogether. There. Done. All right, I'm going to sandwich a compliment between, I'm sure, Benny's disagreements. Good I don't luck. think this is a good song. I'm going to start off with that. It's not. It's a shit song. But it... I said I need to make some compliment. The mixing is pretty fucking good on this album. So even if every instrument sucks, every instrument is heard and given its own space. That being said, the bass tone sounds like the bass, like it's basically out of the box. Yes. Like the amp settings were not touched. They did nothing to the bass. It's I have bought a bass, took it home, and started playing it without touching anything, and it sounds exactly like that. There's <laughs> the guitars are oversaturated with reverb and echo at almost all the time, and the drummer plays basic or plays as basic as an untrust, uninteresting church dad who only plays on Sunday. Yes. What the hell is this chorus? Who's to blame? Well, surely melt the rain. Say so, or say I. So Scott is making a we as a humanity have let us well, let our makers down song. Like I, this is the I, I, and I said I was going to make a compliment. But this is fucking bullshit. <laughs> you know, here's the thing about this album. And and I think there is there's something. So there's some credence to lend to it uh, is. Whoa. Hey, hey, um, is that this is their sophomore album. And I think there's something to be said about the sophomore slump or the, or the sophomore curse, like the second album curse. Right. This is a perfect shining example of what the sophomore curse looks like. Have you heard their first album? Were they good musicians at that time? The first album's actually decent, I think, if I remember correctly. The one, that's the one with the tree, right? No, that no. The first one is uh, with this like dude that's like kind of crouched down a corner. It's got oh. that. That's one's got that my own prison on it. Okay. Yeah, I think actually it's called my own prison. Now that I'm looking at it, it's now yeah, and that actually isn't a bad album from what I remember. Like, and. I'm saying that from someone who probably hasn't listened to it in probably about a good 10, 15 years, but um, I don't remember it being bad, not nowhere near as bad as this album. So take that for what you so, want. Benny, your thoughts. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm just... You're good. It's actually been pretty amazing because I've been <laughs> like, like laughing and crying this entire... Like, this That's entire what we're all about. So That's right. I think it was you, Dan, that we're talk just we're talking about like 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 all like the all like the guitars and basses like not knowing what the fuck they're doing. And again, I'm not an I don't play an instrument, even though I have a guitar in the background. I yeah. have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. But I'm. Mean, it's been like a viral thing on TikTok where like I think it's Henry Rollins who made the quote. I think he's talking about you too, where he's like, the drummer can't drum, the bass player can't play. Oh, yeah. Like the, the, the guitar player has one riff. And <laughs> yep. sitting there is this utter buffoon who, who who should be in a bar, swaggering like a jaw, crooning, and their new and and this new album fucking sucks. Oh my um, god! But but it's just it, it's so this this say I song. It, so in the song he says, um, "Who is to blame? Who is and to I blame? Think we all know who is to blame." Scott it's Stapp. It's <laughs> Scott yes. Stapp. It's Scott We're Stapp and Creed. This fucking album, <laughs> it's, it's so brutal in this song. So I mentioned before how, like, uh, about, like, just, like, rhyming and, like, shitty metaphors. Like, yeah. As, I guess, a writer, like, again, like, I used to be, like, I think, like, a, a more, like, a like, simplistic writer where I just had the obvious metaphors, the obvious rhymes. But this fucking song, it, it just, it morphs together two things I fucking hate. Which is like obvious wordplay and shitty rhymes. And one thing that he, he like said was, I think it was like, "We're surely melting the rain, 
like, like yeah, like, that's a, the nice original thought there. Like, no, like it's, it, it, no one's ever thought of that one, genius. Try again. It's so, it just it made me so fucking mad. Like, I, this, if anything, this album, this whole like, like listen through was a fucking chore. Yeah, it's, so, it's it feels like a homework assignment. The ringer <laughs> listeners for your benefit. So, we hope you find this funny. Uh, our pain is your pleasure. All right. Like, it's so painful. <laughs> Before we move on to the next song, yeah. I do also want to point out that I said that the drummer is like an uninteresting church dad that only plays on Sundays. Yeah. That is not every church drummer dad out there. I don't want – there are good church dad drummers out there, but this this is making fun of the worst ones. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen, we move on to track number five on the album. We're almost we're almost halfway done, guys. It's uh, called Wrong Way. Let's give it a listen. Go ahead, Dan. I know I know you want to say something. Do you want to go first, Benny? I, I kind of do. Go ahead, Benny. It's on you. Talking to the mic more. So, hey, you're really good. Yeah, so you're good. So I thought that What If was my least favorite song. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm pretty confident um, that this kind of took um, the mantle. The, the crown, if you will. The, 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 crown, the, the championship belt. Honestly, like, I stop listening after like like two minutes after like a minute and a half and then i have to listen to it again like oh it actually fucking speeds up a little bit yeah because for a four minute song it took like two minutes to build something i actually might enjoy but then it let me down again yeah and it was a supreme level of disappointment and this is coming from a guy who went into this album with a somewhat of an open mind I, I thought that I might actually enjoy some other songs, but it just, my biggest problem with this fucking song is that he asks all these questions and provides no fucking answers. Right. <laughs> that, just, that seems like the Scott staff, job. like, yeah, that, that's like his job. It's a laundry list of fucking questions that aren't even like profound questions. Right. And he provides no answers. No, he does. He, and... he provides answers. His answers are, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But that's my biggest, yeah, exactly. It's so fucking pointless. And I, I'm just so, oh, I, at this point, I was like, can I get through the rest of this album? Like, <laughs> I, might, I might just have to like, just like, like wing it and not listen to it and just listen to you guys talk. Because I... <laughs> But I got through it. Don't get me wrong. But wrong. This fucking this album's going the wrong thing. way already. So, <laughs> you know that meme online where it's like, "Hey, can we have this?" And then the mom's like, "No, we have it at home." Yeah. So this is, uh, "Hey, can we listen to Tool?" No, we have Tool Walmart Tool at home. <laughs> That's right. This is basically, a, but mom, of, I want real Tool. This reminds me of a youth pastor listening to Nine Inch Nails, Tool, and Audio Slave, and saying, "Yeah." I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> what makes the, uh, I don't know, the guitar layering riff layered on Scott's odd singing choices in this one makes me think of uh, Tool, and that makes me feel sick for even comparing Maynard to 
um any sense of this album since i'm I'm not even a big tool fan i don't mind tool. uh no you take that back man maynard's a fucking god and, and scott like staff Pussifer is a man a lot oh, my tool God. is all right no a tool a tool over Pussifer all Tool's all day long Pussifer's amazing like... don't get me wrong but tool's amazing um but but that's what i feel like they were going for in the song and they failed in a hundred different ways yes but it's it's him trying to be Maynard, and I wanted to punch him in the face. <laughs> I'm sure he probably has gotten punched in the face by Maynard at some point. Anyways, I put, <laughs> man, I really felt like the song was an afterthought. Like, there's literally no redeeming quality to it, no good chorus, no good lyrics. Hell, even the drumming sounds completely phoned in. What, yes. What is this song? Please make it stop. Ow, my ears hurt. <laughs> All right, let's move on to... Get fuck it on, yeah. <laughs> We, we're just... on to track six, The Faceless Man. Oh, the, only the best song on the album. Oh, wait, did, did I spoil it already? Shit, my bad. Okay, here we go. Here's here's Faceless Man for you. Uh, there we go. Lord, I stand against the faceless man. Again, I stand. Lord, I stand. Who's going? Right, I, want to, I want to start this off with a sincere apology to both Shakuna and Benny oh, no. for suggesting this derivative pile of shit of an album to be our first one that we do. This song also made me want to punch a wall and drink a Mountain Dew. Oh. Um, Jesus Christ. I, I, I think I have... I wrote, I have absolutely nothing to say. And then I was like, I have so much to say. I fucking hate this song. Um, <sighs> I don't know what else to say. I, I will say the bass player is carrying the song later. <laughs> Completely. 110%. I think I wrote that down somewhere in my, in my list as well. Um, like the bass line, even though the song is like the ninth layer of hell. Yes. The bass line <laughs> is actually kind of kind of grooving you know it kind feels of. it feels like creed's trying to do like a country song almost with, yeah. with, with with the song and it just falls completely flat on its face i wrote uh what even is this song what is a faceless man is this some sort of highbrow tongue-in-cheek reference to something like everything oh, yeah. he describes referencing the devil or some shit I, I, I but if that's the case because everything he describes about said faceless man like it's it, it, it just rings hollow and it's it's and, uh, yeah he's faceless he, hollow yeah I, yeah like I honestly think like this album was his attempt to be deep, meaningful, and inspiring. Right, and I think it happens like a, a, a few more times, especially in the, in the last couple of songs. Yes, that totally fucking fell flat. And I'm like, and the, part of me is okay. I can I can see where you're kind of going here, but this song, fuck. Oh, like I, it's all painful. I put was another terrible song with no point whatsoever. Like this lyric was. My favorite, and it says, "Next time I see his face, I'll say I choose to live for always. So don't you come inside and never go away. Don't you never come inside? That sounds away. oddly sexual. Like, please go away. I wanted like, to buy I got... him a theosaurus so he could learn other words. <laughs> theosaurus. theosaurus, theosaurus. Like, I got no words besides to hate this fucking song. Like, that's, that's, it's I, bad, I, man. You know, Benny. I know you mentioned uh, somewhere in the track listing about like you like listened for like the two minutes and then you skipped past it because you couldn't like deal with it anymore. That this was that that song for me. <laughs> like I can only listen to like maybe thirty you seconds. The to last him. ten seconds, it was dope. Oh, I'm sure it was. I, I, bet it com- it. <laughs> I bet it completely set the world on fire. Um, but uh, yeah, there was just nothing I could I could glean from this that, that is remotely even positive. It is bad. 
Anyways. So, listeners, if you're still with us at this point. Which they're not. They're gone now. They're completely gone. Don't worry. We have so much more fun things to say about what's coming up next. Yeah. So, we move on to track number seven. This song is called Never Die. Fitting. Fitting title. Okay, can I go first, please? Yes, please. Okay, this is the only thing I wrote. I wrote, hey guys, Creed's guitarist here. Check it out. I learned how to bend strings on my guitar for the first time. It's amazing, right? Yeah. So, the opening riff, it was fucking brutal. It is. And I don't know why I fucking hate it so much, but as soon as it started, I was like, this is terrible. Why did Daniel... (laughs) <laughs> make you listen to this fucking album by the way this is not my pick i honestly uh, well technically no it was because originally we we're gonna go with nickelback and then you're like no you know, we should do we should do creed no i know but we get to pick our albums we really want to review this is not one <laughs> that i'm counting that's true good point sorry no, Benny, continue it, well no it's fine like we we all knew we were going into this with albums that we We'll probably hate. So we all knew that going in. Yeah. It's fine. Sure. But I basically turned it off after hearing the first like riff. Like, can you play that first part yeah. of the song? Absolutely. Yeah. Here you go. I want you, to listen you, to hear what I what I heard because you, you want to get you can't go back. Yeah. You can't go back from that. No, you can't. Here you go. I can bend strings, guys. Look at that. Isn't that cool? I, I just learned how to do this. It's so boring. Oh, oh my I honestly gosh. was losing my mind. I had to fucking shut it off. You know what I think I, this I, was? Honestly, guys, I feel like they did like a week-long studio session when they were making this album because they were riding on such a huge high from the success of their first album. And like, I guarantee they were all in like a creative slump. And then he was probably, and the guitarist, whatever his fucking name was, was, was probably just like fucking around and just doing something. And Scott goes, that sounds cool. Let's make a song out of that. And, like, probably wrote it within, like, five minutes. I can almost guarantee it. So my notes are very similar to what you guys have been saying. Yeah. How did this group of grown men sit in the studio and write a single note bending song (laughs) to Scott's best attempt at sounding like Chris Cornell? Oh, my gosh. He does. Kid again. Oh, my God. He does sound like that. He's trying to sound like Chris Cornell. And I thought, this is sick, dude. Or then they thought this was sick. They were like, oh my God, we just nailed it. <laughs> Guys, we're so um, edgy. Someone called Chris Hansen because the lyrics are very weird about wanting to be a child again. Yeah. And how amazing children are. Don't let your children play near Human Clay album. <laughs> it's bad for their health and creativity. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Uh, this and... song was dumb as fuck. Oh my God, it was so <laughs> bad. Never let your childhood die inside, Never let the children play. Oh, God. <laughs> Just, why does this album exist? Um, All right. I think, and I think, on, I, and I think I know the reason why it exists. It's for this song and this song only. It's track number eight with arms wide open. Here you go.
All right, so it's it's hard to be mean about this song because we we all know the words. We of course. We all sang it. We've all had it on a playlist at some point in our childhood. Absolutely. Um, and it's also about his child being born. So the like, yeah, the whole <clears throat> encompassing of like, oh, it's about like. I'm em- I want you to embrace the world. I'm going to embrace you. We're going to like take on everything together. Oh wait, so, so this song was written by his kid? Yeah. Oh, that I had no idea. Yeah. What? <laughs> his yeah. child was just born and he wrote this song about like I'll take you every place and like you I'll know, show you dude, everything. Okay. It's about like, you know, raising your child. So Got it. It's That's... not terribly complex of a song, let's be honest, but most pop songs aren't. True. It's got a solid bass line again, but no effects at all or alterations, which I'm, I'm sorry, I'm a bass player and it annoys me. Yeah, yeah. Not that you need effects on bass lines, but it sounds like straight out of the box bass. <laughs> no, I hear um, you on that it, one. I mean, so we know it's why I'm, arms are open. So, right. I mean, I agree. I mean, it's, it's probably like the only, I mean, you can make a case for the next song, but it's probably the only, the only like glimmering, like rays of light that slowly fades away once the song is done. Yeah. It just, it just, uh, I, I like the song probably just for the nostalgia of it all. Mm. But looking at it, like I, did it used to be better? I, I don't I, know. I mean, I, I oh, it's kind of my I thoughts on the, on the next song. The next but... song too. Yeah. I said, I think listening to the previous seven tracks have watered down our <laughs> opinions of these two tracks. Right. Like if these songs I, are like brought up like closer to the front of the track listing, like maybe track two or three or maybe even four and five for that matter, I feel like we probably hold these tracks in a little more higher regard than having to wade through like six songs of shit before we get to this, like which is like the, the cherry on top of Shit Mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the only thing I wrote here that I, I thought was, was kind of interesting, uh, I mean... I feel like this was the song that they wrote before they even went to go into the studio to start writing like the rest of the album. Like they're like, Hey, we got an awesome killer single that we wrote like during a studio session somewhere. Like, and their producers or their A&R rap or whatever was like, Oh my God, the song's amazing. You just got to make like 10 more songs, like pat it around. It's going to be great. And they're like, all right, cool. And that's how we got faceless man and wrong way and say I and beautiful. Uh, <laughs> Also, um, I feel like this song is also the the reason why, like, uh, most, like, kids who are, like, hardcore raised by, like, religious parents that they're like, no, son, you can't listen to Soundgarden. You can't listen to Pearl Jam. You can't listen to Nirvana. But they're like, but Creed's really good. They sing this song about, it's about God, I think. I don't know. They're like, okay, yeah, that's that sounds really spiritual. You should buy this. And then they're like, ha suckers. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's that what I feel like funny. it was. Fooled you. <laughs> all right, let's move on to higher. Oh, all right, fine. We move on to track number nine. This is higher. You know, you've already, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you know it. Anyways, go on. Let's be honest. It's a jam. It's fine. It's it's serviceable rock yet again. And uh, the only thing that I will say about it, it just 
it doesn't feel, and we were just talking about it a moment ago, like, I just don't feel like this song has hold up as as well as it should have. Like, there's, like, it's, it's very, very derivative chorus, uh, and it's like, and they, they just sprinkle in a few, like, little bends and, and little guitar tricks to kind of just keep it, like, interesting. It's, it's fine, but it's it's not anything that's setting the world on fire. And even like by ninety standards, it doesn't feel like it's anything that's anything to write home about. I don't know. I mean, for me, I mean, I think I liked higher more than arms wide like arms wide open personally. Sure, it's a little rockier. Um, it is a little bit, but but I mean, it just was like. Ugh, like I think like this is like I don't know if it's like like they're like it's like a meme song, but if anybody is gonna like impersonate Creed, I, it's either arms wide open or higher. Oh yes, without question. Um, and I would be I think it would be perfectly fine if they had a two song EP like <laughs> it was seven inch <laughs> one side was arms wide open, other side was uh, was higher. Yep, and that's what they released. That, then the human clay seven inch. <laughs> I mean, if they release that. I might buy it. I might yeah, buy I probably it. Would too, <laughs> well, it's Just funny because you can buy the Creed uh, greatest hits on vinyl for like. What for... are the greatest hits besides those two songs? Oh, they, there's there's a few. My own prison. My own prison's out there, and there, there's a few other ones as well. Uh, I'm sure they've got something else. They do. There, there's a uh, there's what we what... don't need to go into Creed's greatest hits. Oh, I was gonna say I'm like there there's a few out there, they're, and they're and they're, See, and they're decent. Yeah, I know they're not. Tar- it's... No, I'm I'm good. It's got Faceless Man on there. It's got I, Wrong Way. It's got I, Beautiful. I guarantee it does. <laughs> yeah, What If. Oh, yeah. It probably does actually have What If. I think I own it, too, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we move on to track number 10. Yeah. Ten. We're almost done, guys. We got. We only got two more. Fuck. We, we can do this. All right? Deep breaths. Here's track number 10. Wash away those years. Oh. I guess she Okay. Anyone, anyone want to be brave enough to go first? I, I guess I will because Benny's I mean, mic's off. Go ahead. Well, you I was. It, I can go. I guess if if, if you don't mind. Yeah. 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 Please. I mean, so I mentioned this previously. I mean, I get the point and the messaging of the song. It's pretty. It's pretty clear. There's, like, there's no like. I guess like, dancing around it. Like, I I understand the point of the song. It's all well and good, but uh, well, what's what's pretty, the point? Oh, I'll get into it in mine. Okay. But... It, well, yeah, so if you want to get into it, Dan, it's, it, it, it's cool. But it just seems like he's trying to be inspirational. He's trying to be like just like find a song that people can connect to. But I can't find any redeeming qualities of the song just just from any any portion of it. I, I yeah. cannot. Yeah. Like he asked a question in the song, like, like close your eyes and imagine everything. Like, Everything's gonna be all right, and that's fitting because that's what I was doing. This entire <laughs> song. Listen, I was like, just close my eyes. Everything's gonna be all right. Everything's gonna be all right. It's almost over. And it was, it just, it was brutal. Oh I, my I, gosh. And I don't know if you want to go, Dan, and say say your piece, but yeah, yeah, I I thought it was fucking terrible. 
this is a therapist's worst nightmare, this piece of shit song. <laughs> so he's angry, and he's heard about tragedy striking at home or whatever the fuck is happening. And his only advice is remember everyone else is hurting at the same time. Just close your eyes and never imagine everything's all cool. Don't worry about it. Just imagine it's cool. How many, like, domestic abuse families have listened to this song and just not gone for help because they're closing their eyes and imagining everything is all fucking okay? Yes. Uh, uh, is this their attempt at making a hymn? very tibetan buddhist sounding guitar effects and notes before the break before it breaks into a heavy devotional guitar riff this is a piece of fucking shit so yeah so i i wrote um is this song actually about rape because if so no just no please die thank you And if it is, he's telling you to just not worry about or that's, imagine that's everything's saying. okay. Go to your happy place. That's right. Yeah, yeah. it sucks. Don't, ma- don't, don't imagine the dude completely raping you right now. It's fine. Just, you know, those tears will wash away all those bad years where you've gotten raped. No, thank you. I, I mean, I was Jesus. imagining domestic abuse, like some mom just sitting on the ground. It was either one of those two kid. things. It has to be, right? Yeah, it, it was. It, yeah. Oh, my God. Those tears make you stronger. It's okay. Don't. Don't worry. Don't Just complain, keep damn going it. Keep with it. Just be strong. Oh, you know, fuck. fuck you, Scott. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, fuck you, Scott. You know, fuck you for making this piece of shit album. Go get fuck help. you. If someone is hurting you, if you are hurting, reach out. You're hurting Don't all of take our this ears. On your own. Yes, he says that everyone else might be hurting. Well, then reach out to those people. <laughs> Please. Okay. And stop making this song. <laughs> oh. Okay. I Gentlemen. I read that song. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, Jeff, we have one more left. Oh, it's called Inside Us All. Let's <laughs> give it a listen, I guess. So this derivative and commercialized song, like many others on this album, seem to be about faith in oneself or faith in general. Right. With plenty of undertones of religion. I don't hate this album for trying to be post-grunge, radio-friendly monster hits. Sure. I hate it because the lyrics are cringy, terrible, and at times, like, just mean. Uh, Sure, it focuses a lot on attention, on self-growth and healing. But in the simplest fucking terms, it's like the ABCs, how to write. It's like a Dr. Seuss like book. It's baby's first rock song. It's baby's first rock song. Health issues. Um, It it feels like it's attacking the weak and vulnerable in America. Right. (laughs) Like I got real political with this towards the end of the album. I was like. What the fuck are you trying to do here? It's like, hey, they're middle America teenagers. You know how, like, life really sucks where you live and, like, there's only, like, one gas station and a pizza place in, in your one traffic light town? Just don't worry about trying to, like, change the, you know, the material conditions for yourself. Just find that inner peace. That, that'll be your friend while, you know, basically your entire economy around you fucking crumbles to the fucking ground. Don't worry. It's going to be fine. Just buy our album. Thank you. It's funny how at the beginning of this album, I tried to make jokes about how much I hated this album. And then the last couple songs, I just got real angry. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's it's so sad because like they're two big singles, if you will. I'm I'm using I mean, and they and they were big singles. They were hits. Yeah. Right. Um, Eleven times platinum, buddy. Holy fuck. That's amazing. (laughs) That that literally is amazing. Um, If if those would have just been 
spaced out and sandwiched between the shit as opposed to being put like almost towards <laughs> the end of it. I feel like I could probably like stomach this album all the way through completely without like being like uberly critical about it because I'm like, okay, three shitty songs, but there's something good coming up next. Three shitty songs, but there's something good coming up next. And no, it's just shit after shit after shit after shit after shit. And then, where's those right over? Yeah. God. So, I mean, what I'm going to say, like we've all said, it just, it this last song was just like a lame, lame fucking attempt at being like inspirational and trying to connect with whatever audience they're trying to fucking connect to, and it fell, it just fell so flat to me, and I was so, I was so exhausted by the end of yes. this, of, of the end of this, that I maybe I did just tune out, but again, I went into this somewhat open-minded. I think all of us like probably had like a preconceived notion about like what we felt about Cree going in, but. I was somewhat open-minded. I I was I was I was waiting to be surprised. And yeah, it's it's so I weird. I was not surprised because I besides again besides those two songs, which again nostalgia probably carried that across the finish line for me. Um, but the rest of the fucking album, I, I said I think I said fuck more than I ever have in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like, Listen, we're we're allowed so, a hundred fuck quota uh, for for every sure episode, we have so we're that good. E, um, on our. Uh, uh, on this episode, but man, it, fuck. it it's this is a chore of an album. It really is. It, it's like, and I think honestly, if anyone is like a kid of the '90s, can be honest with themselves, they'd probably look back to this album and say, "Yeah, this actually album is is actually a piece of dog shit." So, yeah. and I actually totally agree. I think he said, I think it was you, Shikunu, said like they probably had like like those two hits, like and were like, "Hey." We need like like eight or nine more songs to complete a fucking album for, for, for the studio. Yes, let's let's just throw some shit together, <laughs> and that's that's literally what they did. Well, I mean, because... okay, so this album came out in '99, right? It I, yes. this this had to been a rush job because My Own Prison came out in '97, and once again, that was a massive success in terms of an album. So I guarantee you, like with arms wide open and and probably higher, were like. Probably towards the tail end of that recording session, they were they probably had like a demo of the, of these songs kind of like sketched out for them, and they're like, "Yes, those two songs are really good. We should totally toss those in somewhere." And the label was like, "Yeah, we need an album from you guys like by next week. Can you just um, can you <laughs> do that? Can you do that? Like, yeah, we're Creed. Of course we can. We'll we'll, we'll shit out anything for for cash." Yeah, uh, I oh. I we originally were gonna do a Nickelback album, and I I. <laughs> Dan decided to torture us harder. Yeah, I was like, you know what? I remember enjoying at one point in my life two Creed songs. Let's see if it's really as bad as everyone always talks about. Oh boy, I say we should do this in August. Let's do awful album August. I think that'd be fun. Oh God, it's so much awful. I know, but it'd be so good. It'd be so good. Right. Maybe we'll do Let's it for like charity this. or something. Okay. I don't. I don't carry rate negatives. We, <laughs> no, no negatives. <laughs> no negatives. If, if you have to give it a zero, give it a zero. <laughs> I don't want to go first, Dan. Dan, go? Dan. I'm going to give it a 0. 0.1. <laughs> nice. Nice. Very nice. And it's, I like, the point one is actually because of the Scream song. I have more nostalgia over that now. <laughs> and it's not a good song. It really isn't. I mean, it, it's it's serviceable, right? Uh, for me, I'm gonna be a little bit nicer, and I'm gonna give it a two. 
and the only reason why is for the two singles on the album that are that are somewhat That's decent. Jakuda, you um, are reading my mind because I was thinking the same thing. Like two, just for those two, like for hire and for arms wide open. Yep. Like, I mean, like, and that's generous. Yeah, I feel that's like that is super generous. Super fucking generous. Because... I'm not changing mine. <laughs> it's fine <laughs> because honestly, if they didn't, because if I didn't have like the like nostalgia and like the, the tie to my my childhood, I probably would have gave it like a zero point zero one. Zero point zero. Isn't that from uh? What isn't that from like a uh, Revenge of the Nerds or something like that or like, probably or, or no? Which it's, also it's a, doesn't hold up that that Rodney Dangerfield movie. Uh, back to back, back to, to college. School. Yeah, back to school. Yes, that's it. Zero point zero. Have you guys watched Revenge of the Nerds as adults? I haven't no. seen it recently. No, is it? I remember seeing. It's not good. Is it more than one? There's more than one, right? Oh, yeah. like, like two or three. There's I remember a lot more than that. Which is the one that's the nerd? That's that's with like Belushi, yeah. Mixed- is it was the that... one with Belushi in it? A Revenge of the Nerds? I don't know. But don't which one so. which, which one is when the nerd um one of the nerds ends up having like sexual intercourse with the girl in like the like, like the That is the first castle? one. And actually the first one is very rapey and the nerds are terrible monster people. I bet. The jocks are actually not that bad if you rewatch it. Okay. They're just because... I mean, they're just dudes enjoying college and then you have these nerds who he does. He sleeps with a girl who doesn't know who she he is in a funhouse. He's wearing a mask. Oh my god! Vader? Like, that, is it, that's yeah. very rapey. Oh, I'm thinking of like, Animal everything House. Everything they do is really not cool. So really I didn't cool. watch it as an adult, but I remember coming across it. I think it was like like late night TV when I was like in grade in the, in the grade school. So I was way too young to to, to be watching it. But <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure what year it came out, but. I definitely didn't know what the hell I was watching, and but I still like remember like, like so after like I think after like they had like the sexual intercourse I think she's like oh I'm I'm in love with a nerd and she she just like just, like, like walks away all like all, all like joyful like, after she basically like just got like, like assaulted it, it was yeah super, yeah that's super weird wow like, okay so like that's very very strange and again like I. I got nothing more to say about that, but that's the only really scene I remember. Um, yeah, it's from, bad. from that franchise. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Revenge of the Nerds came out in 1984. And you want to hear something more fucked up? They made three more of them. They made yeah, I knew that. Revenge so of the Nerds 2 in 87. Yeah, there's four of them. Revenge of the Nerds 2 was in 87. Uh, Revenge of the Nerds 3 was 92. And then uh, 4 was in 94. So you said eighty four is the first one? Yeah, eighty four. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I I mean it was probably on TV like maybe like in like the early nineties. I'm sure yeah, like a like a T like, like a censored for TV so version or whatever. I was probably like eight or nine when or maybe even like ten when I was like just watching TV at like like late at night and just came across the naughty station and uh The Naughty Station. Ooh. And, and that was on there. <laughs> but uh that that's fucking that's crazy. But, well, we kind of pivoted a little bit, but we sure did. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's fine. We made it better. It's fine. <laughs> we we somehow made Creed better, guys. Congratulations, we did it. We're we're, we're geniuses. Uh, hey, speaking of which, Benny, where can uh, I find you on the internet? Um, anywhere that Creed is not playing. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, <laughs> but uh, Benny, um, and the Wax at all of the social media sites and platforms nice hey uh daniel where can i find you on the internet with arms wide open 
now that everything has changed um i'm ecto cooler ghost everywhere on the internet nice and uh you know if if, uh if you're so inclined i i guess uh you could say uh are you ready to to find me on social media (laughs) (laughs) i don't even want to do i know i'm I'm sorry (laughs) Would, would you say these jokes would just never die um, you can... oh, stop it! <laughs> what, what are you saying? I'm going the wrong way. You're a faceless man in my book. Let's just get over <laughs> oh, say I. Uh, <laughs> oh, say I. <laughs> you can find me at the Big Shakuda as well on the internet, pretty much anywhere as well. Uh, also, go to our website. It is www.bsideourselves.com, where you can find all of our links to all of our socials, as well as uh, buy yourself some merch, check out our Discord, and all the other fun stuff in between. Uh, so yeah, once again, that's our website, bsideourselves.com. Come and come and talk with us and tell us how much we're wrong about this Creed album. You're wrong if you do say otherwise, but that's a whole other story. Anyways, uh, and with, with that being said, unless it's human clay, it's time to flip the record over. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sincerely sorry, you guys. <laughs> I'm right. sincerely sorry. And I, you I, I forgive you this one time, Dan. Only this one uh, time. So bad. I don't know.